you've tuned into another episode of Teach Eric Code, where I get harassed for not doing everything I commit to, but learn along the way. Uh, hey guys, who's who's here? Yeah, this is Sean. And this is Chris. And uh, Eric, speaking of not doing everything, how about you update the dear listeners with the process of your site? Process. We gave you the project of uh, building a mock-up in Figma, correct? Yes. And I, I got some progress done. I wrestled with Figma a little bit. But I did I did make progress. I think I nailed down a pretty solid design concept that I'm kind of happy with um, that I'll share with you and all of you listeners. So the idea was to sort of marry my identity as a developer and as a musician so the the concept i had for this portfolio site sort of changed from what i'd come up with previously and i wanted to focus on the the one design concept which was borrowing the aesthetic elements from my microcork synthesizer and uh, if you're looking at it now uh, you'll see the link in the show notes and you guys have already shared the link to you um the idea here is that it sort of starts off in this like empty state because it's kind of like in this off state. And then you would hit the on off button, uh, which would then correct that, which would then turn the Korg on. And <laughs> then uh, for, for those of you who can't see what's going on right now, Eric is literally dragging button states back and forth across the stream to, to put them into place. Yes. Sorry. There we go. Now it's making a bit more sense. So you hit the on off button, the LED comes on, the button lights up, and then you have the ability to hit the about button, which will then load the panel area with text, which will explain what the whole thing's about. Now, I think um, I'm going to want to add a whole lot more content to it. And of course, actual text so you can see what's going on here. But you, tell me what you guys think about the design elements, because I, I did put a lot of work into that. I think the, uh, the graphics are handmade and they look very nice, which is like a big win. And I'm interested to see the flow of the website. I'm definitely with Chris on, on wanting to see the flow. I'm seeing you, you have three screen representations here. So uh, just so I can describe it out a bit more, the top panel, is a kind of a tanny beige color with a, a couple of vertical square buttons uh, to just to the left of those is a red LED that gets brighter when it's activated. There's a dial looking thing. And is that supposed to be like a, um, like a, like a wheel? It's like a selector knob. The you're talking about the element in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a selector knob. And then the, the little, knobby thing to the right is like a vertical wheel as opposed to a one that's laid out flat um which yeah. is called like an, an expression or mod wheel um which is which are mm. all those are, everything on the screen here are elements taken directly from the microcorg mm -hmm. and and to the right of those is the page title i mean mm. your name developer musician that definitely gets the point across it looks nice in that in that right area there um, and I get the feeling that's also where the where the brand name is on the actual synth. Precisely. Right. And, and I followed the design. 
and then you have a vertically stacked rhythm of a thin gray rectangle followed by a thicker brown that repeats three times then uh, the keys of the uh, the keyboard of the synthesizer and those keys look i mean they come across very clearly as as uh, piano keys great okay so how are you and i see on the third screen where you have the buttons activated you also have what looks to be some content mock-up mm-hmm. um in the form of some rectangles both on the right and the left what what do you envision those on being more text imagery like slices definitely text and again that those are those are elements taken directly from the synthesizer itself and i can i can share a picture that captures the whole oh, that'd thing that'd be handy um so i've i've taken the color palette and then all the design elements visually come directly from the synthesizer um so the the text that shows up in the, that little panel there in the in the middle section i'm thinking i'll add different buttons like the the program or channel buttons and it'll give like different options like about maybe they'll be um well i can't okay i can't think (laughs) can't think of anything else at this time but the 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 option is there to add more content and around the knob i i wanted to do sort of like a like a different selector options here but i might i might just have it be like some sort of volume knob and maybe Mm -hmm. i'll like record some like boopy little synth thing in the background that you can control with the actual microcorg while you're navigating the website that could be really interesting um i definitely think it's a a unique portfolio um if you execute it like the way it's shown and one thing i want to point out is like an awesome thing in figma is you can actually show us the workflow of like how how the website's going to be presented and so there's like a play button at the top of the screen oh okay <clears throat> Um, you can actually attach those screens to each other and like have those buttons navigate between the screens, um, which I suggest you do. Yeah, I really in case that our listeners want to like try to use it. Mm. Okay, I do. I really want to improve my workflow with Figma. I definitely see a lot of value in how it lets you like create everything through components and everything's reusable, and you can like make different variants on everything. Um, but the, the UI isn't the most intuitive as far as like all of the features, like you mentioned, having like that play option to play through it. Um, I, I wasn't even aware that that existed. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot to learn mm. with these, this kind of software, especially since we were kind of just like threw it at you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. And we're like, here, <laughs> do the thing now. I, I have very little design experience so and and that's part of the reason why i've been hesitant to like sort of dive into this but once i got going and started to understand bits and pieces you know i I was having fun with it yeah it's a cool program and it shares a lot of things with sketch and adobe xe xd yeah whatever the hell that's called um so you could like almost kind of claim that you have that under your tool belt now oh neat you could put that on your your portfolio or resume or whatever. Okay. Like hell yeah. Both. <laughs> yeah. So how how do you feel about it at this point and going forward? I like that I have a direction now. I have a concrete direction and I have um I have a, a really solid concept. 
Uh, and, and there's, you know, there's something that I can like physically turn to in reference for design ideas, which is the, the synthesizer itself. So that's, that's mm -hmm. nice. Um, something concrete that I can sort of anchor on towards. So, it, so I don't have to, um, I don't have to make hard decisions. I can just look at this thing and be inspired. And I think like moving forward with, with other design concepts, I, I think I'm going to want to try to do that in the future instead of having it be this really like abstract thing and making all these decisions and, and being burdened by all these different choices. I, I, I like that things have started to come together as far as the direction and where it's going. I, I think it can be a lot of fun to interact with. I'm, I'm definitely having fun building it. So they're looking at the picture of the synth. There's something that's standing out to me that I don't think has quite come across um, and it, it may just be that I'm seeing something a bit different from a different point of view here. Uh, but the controls on the synth are very much sectioned into vertical segments. So I'm seeing four distinct vertical segments. And I think that that could lend a lot to uh, almost like sectioning off your portfolio site in that you can have you could even break it into just two where you have the the column with the volume and the and the, the arpeggiator and the program select as one segment and the edit select with the five dials as the second segment and almost and create like a horizontal not scroll but a shift you know like a page like a page turn mm. so to almost segment between your code <clears throat> and your music that that's a neat direction look yeah just uh, borrowing more elements from the korg and like mm -hmm. building off of that theme also what you have now in figma could almost be like your mobile version mm. yeah yeah absolutely you could totally just like copy the actual korg um keyboard for the the desktop version that's a that's a great idea <clears throat> So it seems like you, you've learned a bit in this last two weeks. You're starting to pick up Figma. You've, you've picked up a, a bit of design. You're kind of throwing yourself in there with a design first uh, kind of mandate, which is, you know, a good way to go. Um, how does it feel to hit that without, you know, so to, to start building a design without having any code already in place? It's it's almost freeing in a way. Like I don't, I don't see myself ever like really focusing on design as like a web designer would. I'm, I'm definitely very much a developer, but it's, it's nice to not have to think about like the high level stuff. I can sort of just throw a bunch of elements together, see how it looks visually and just like play around with it. I can understand that. It's mostly about the not being so into the, I mean, like, uh, th there are times I think when most people will find themselves in, in kind of a full stack role, which mm. you kind of are, um, which, which I kind of am. Uh, and it's a different kind of world to have to worry about that. And it leads to, I think it ends up often leading to very sparse front ends. I mean, I have the, the benefit that most of my work has been very business oriented. So design wasn't a, a high requirement but there are definitely places like chris's world where that's not quite the case correct <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, did you have any thoughts that, I mean, I know you, you like to delve into some more of the computer science end of it. You've been, you've been getting excited towards me a lot over different algorithms and <laughs> wanting to get into like AI and just trying to understand that whole machine learning aspect. Have you been wanting to dig further into that create a section in the site for that? Oh, that's an interesting question. I, I'm curious in like, I'm curious about AI and machine learning stuff, but I, I feel like I need a more competent maths background before I really want to dig deep into it. Although, I mean, I've, I've heard from, from people that like, you really, you really don't need a ton of maths as long as you can understand the tools that you're working with. I know, um, Siraj Raval has a whole series on that um, on on YouTube. If you guys are familiar with him, actually, I've, I've probably shared some of his videos on the Slack channel. The name definitely sounds familiar. Where is he from? He so he's a content creator on YouTube. He's he's also been a professor. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he's up to these days, um, but he's got he's got his like school of ai thing going on where he where he offers ai classes that that are now free they they used to be paid for but now now that content is accessible to everyone okay looking them up here oh yeah school of ai <clears throat> i'll throw some of these links in yeah it's great content anyone who wants to pick up python for machine learning that that's probably one of the better places to start that i've seen and python is fun yeah so looking looking at one of his profiles now online i'm seeing he was a robotics researcher at columbia university and a, a lead software engineer at lucid robotics he's done software engineering for meetup um okay he was a mobile engineer for cbs interactive so he's he's, he's got great credentials yeah nice resume so as far as portfolio building goes on that topic, I did pick up a copy of Introduction to Algorithms. And while it's technically not legal, I, I, I got the Eastern Economy edition, which is supposed to be only available in Asia. But, you know, I didn't feel like paying full price because I wasn't very comfortable at the time. <laughs> so so a project I, I thought of to pad out my, my portfolio a little bit would be to go through this book and take each algorithm example and either write it on Node or write it in Python and include some tests and maybe like a little blurb about like, this is how it works. This is how I would explain it to other people and maybe make like a little demo out of it. Wouldn't be a bad idea if you have the time. I mean, that's definitely like a, a challenge kind of thing. Um, if you were to go that route, I would. If I were you, I would think about maximizing the effect of it. In that, not only do you, you know, like create an uh, an app example with tests for for each one, and have a link to that in your portfolio site, um, with maybe some like code or test screenshots, but also blog it, mm, like on Medium or something else. Yeah, Medium or within that within your site. Okay. Yeah, that would be a good idea. So, so yeah, let, once, once we have the site up, then I can start focusing on portfolio projects and really filling that mm -hmm. out. So I should probably 
try to focus on getting the site going. Yeah, that that would definitely you, you kind of got to have somewhere to put the things before you can put the things somewhere. True, true. So have you put thought into what you're going to use for for your stack? Not really. <laughs> no. Do you have any recommendations as far um, as backend? Uh, where you're already comfortable in Node, I, I think that it would be your fastest route sure. uh, to build there, probably using Express. Yeah, that would be the uh, easiest thing to do. And I want to stress that you probably don't even really need a backend for a portfolio. So. Probably not. Um, like could, unless you're in database. Some, just like a React site with like some text thrown in it is probably fine. But I want a backend. I want complete That's... control. That's it, nice. Not having a backend <laughs> doesn't mean doesn't mean losing complete control. I know. It, yeah. It. I think it would be a good idea to to show that I can work with backend technologies. Like I can build the REST API. I can put in a GraphQL layer or like a Redis layer, or et cetera, et cetera. But you can show that through the portfolio pieces without having to add that complexity to your portfolio site itself. Okay. I agree. Um, you really want to, especially considering that the goal was to have this done four weeks ago, um, <laughs> you, you probably want to build it in some of the more direct, faster methods. Mm, yeah, okay. So I really, I really got to focus, key in on making ends meet. I don't know. I'm bad yeah, at that. That that and like, you know, with, with your luck, <laughs> some like recruiter or a you know, someone trying to find a hire for a position is going to open up a network tab on your portfolio and be like, what's up with all these requests? There's like nine API requests going on here. It's a portfolio site. Would that look bad? Maybe. If like you're probably better off playing it safe and like having it like make a static site, you know, some React static site generator like Next or Gatsby or something. I could definitely see going with Next and maybe even using it for SSR. Yeah. That would give a, you know, it doesn't add really any time to development and it can show that you're understanding some of these some of these concepts um, and it would deliver the site a little faster. Okay. And you're going to want that with all these interactive elements. Your JavaScript file is probably going to explode. But that's not always a bad thing. That makes sense. Okay, so... I'll try to pick up next. Let's learn how to use next. Oh, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, I picked it up in about like 20 minutes. It was super easy. Next.js is a JavaScript framework for Node.js. Build on top of React. Next.js is super easy to use. Sounds great, honestly. That's That fits right into my stack. Cough. Sponsor us. <laughs> it would be pretty cool to be sponsored by Zeit, but I don't know if they sponsor anybody yet. Eh, probably not. But we can dream. <laughs> so how goes the search, Eric? Ooh, okay. Um, I can give you an interview update. Well, more like more like an application update. Remember that Python role I, th I talked about briefly? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I did not have 
the energy or the time to follow up that week. And I sent the guy a follow up message asking to, you know, catch back up with him at some point and we could, you know, keep the conversation open. And instead of reaching out to me, he forwarded my application anyway, and I was promptly rejected, which, you know, whatever. He's, he's not here to do me any favors. Uh, you are the product to him. I, I guess that's one way of looking at it. I feel like, you know, if I couldn't fit, you know, maybe maybe from him, his perspective, if, if I couldn't fit learning that stack over the next couple of weeks, or at least making an attempt to and updating my portfolio, then maybe the role wasn't going to work out for me. Probably not, but it mm-hmm. seems like they get some level of, I don't know, it just seems to look better on them if they can deliver more candidates that look at all like a match. Mm, yeah, that are more relevant. That's a good point. That And and we've got to remember that most tech recruiters are not tech savvy themselves, so they don't understand the difference between stacks <laughs> and what translates well to what. Yeah, the guy did seem like he was aware of the difference between technologies, even if he wasn't a developer himself. So I was a little surprised that he forwarded my application. In the they're very good there. actors. Yes, <laughs> they they learn buzzwords rather quickly. Mm. So I had a couple more screens uh, yesterday. Actually, these were first round, and two of them went pretty well. They they were both local companies. Uh, one is like a a solar energy provider, not Ooh. not so much like a generator, but they connect people to solar produced energy, and they have like a big focus on like social good. So like part of their business is an NPO, and they're trying to make green energy more accessible which definitely aligns with my values and it it sounds interesting cool the other role that i discussed was like a relationship management platform where they have a really heavy focus on fundraising and education my experience seems relevant to both roles and i should hear back from one of them and i got a coding challenge from the other oh nice yeah, they said that there's Have no... Have you looked at the challenge yet? Uh, I'm sorry? Have you looked at the challenge yet? Briefly. Um, I've I've been working on the uh, Figma project over the last few days, mostly. So I haven't really had time to do that. I've, I've been busy at work with the project, which is actually kind of interesting. Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. But um, what was I saying about that here? Uh, yeah, so the, the, they told me that there's really no time limit on the coding challenge, but she suggested I try to get it done over the weekend. Yeah, sooner is definitely better. I agree. And the, the idea here of the project, and I probably shouldn't link to it, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the task is to take a, a JSON file and try to display the information and and add a little interactivity where necessary and that's that was basically the the whole description i got Hmm. seems vague yeah it does i haven't had a whole lot of time to dig into it but i'm I'm sure there's 
some complexity that isn't immediately apparent to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll be able to handle that without too much issue. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I can figure it out. I've got to build the entire front end application. So I really need to dig into this JSON and, and figure out what it is and, and what do I want to do with it or, or, or even what, what could I do with it? What would be useful or interesting? Mm-hmm. And then build that. So it could be fun. Um, I hope I have the time over the weekend to do it. <laughs> uh, and it, Not have, make. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Ooh, energy's been kind of low lately, but it almost sounds like a trick question. <laughs> like, did they just hand you a JSON file, or is there like a, a URL to it? They they sent me a link to a GitHub, which is their their front end mm. candidate assessment repo, and it's got this one project with really basic directions, like really simple setup directions, and there's kind of like a screenshot example where like a lot of the details are blurred out hmm. okay i've i've heard of similar things i like the idea of them using github project i definitely think it's going to be a challenge it these are these are it, it's probably the the ideal solution or or you know an ideal solution probably composes of things that comprises of things that i i could figure out without too much trouble but getting all of these things done in like three days is going to be the hard part so you definitely want to start sooner rather than later yes yes um so hopefully editing this episode won't be as much of a pain as last time was (laughs) my first suggestion is to fork the repo yes that's what i was gonna do so to show that you know how to use git oh yeah i should have done that immediately i planned on doing that eventually but (laughs) just just go and click the button now yeah Yeah. (laughs) getting that done i really should have done that right away uh looking and then also use an ajax request to get the json file to work with uh the json is to show that you know how to use oh then never mind well Well, even if i mean i guess you still could but yeah, you can you can still Ajax it in, or you can just include it. Yeah, I'll just um, include it. That's much. Simpler. My suggestion would be that you not do the editing of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll work that out. Yeah, I think um, I think it'll be a lot easier this time around if I do the editing because I I have a much better understanding of the software and my my workflow will be much better. But that's not to say it, it won't be time consuming. Mm-hmm. But if it's not me who does it, remember my keen attention to detail. You better make us all sound great. <laughs> so uh, what level, what titles are, are these positions for? Are they both mids? Good question. It's either mid or senior or like mid slash senior. I, I don't recall. Let's see here. Looking at these job descriptions. <laughs> Oh, I can't find it right now. I really could keep better notes about this sort of thing. <laughs> that would probably be a good idea. Let's not let your recruiters hear that. You <laughs> can edit that out if you guys want. Uh, front end, front end engineer was one of them. So that that feels like a pretty firm mid level 
and the other one says senior full stack developer. So I was I was pretty much on point. Which which one gave you the the code challenge? The mid level. Okay. So um, talking with my boss the other day, my my direct manager, we're doing it's that time of year where we're coming up with our wish list for fiscal year, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, our our temporary CIO asked him to put together like the whole kit and caboodle for IT, everything that that we're looking for, new positions, capital expenditures, the whole the whole gamut. And I was talking to him about something or other, and he pulls me over to show me his plan. And what's more or less spelt out in it is, uh, looks like I might be getting a promotion. Nice, dude. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if or when this will be happening, uh, but what he has specced out is making me a technical lead on the projects that I'm working on and adding another developer uh, to my team. So I'll have a team, <laughs> which is weird in itself, because <laughs> right now I'm split between two teams and the other only person working with me on one of the projects is split between the same two teams. Well, congratulations, so, man. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh I don't know if anything's coming with it or if it'll even be a promotion, but uh, I like the idea of putting tech lead next to my name. Yeah, even if you just get a title <laughs> change or, or a more solid title, that's that's still good. Exactly. So uh and, and just make sure there's money with it. <laughs> that'd be nice. That would be ideal. Um, I uh it would be. I don't know when that I know we're getting reviews coming up um next month. So we'll see what happens then, I guess. So I, I be my first review with this company. In your experience, I might have a bonus coming up. Oh, nice. Nice. Because they've been busting my ass at work. <laughs> I think they feel bad. <laughs> they're like, you haven't complained one bit. So, yeah, I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but that's what I heard. It'd be nice if it wasn't just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Promotion would be. Super or sick. even just a raise would be great. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it sounds like but it sounds like a promotion would would go a long way towards improving your satisfaction there. Do they still have you on yeah. HTML emails all day? Mm-hmm. And some oh, other gross. stuff. Now they're just giving me all the things. <laughs> and this particular project is like it's a super mess because there's like a, a new project manager that it like is half on the project. And half not, oh, and it's just confusing. That's the worst. She's, and the, I don't know. There's some training that needs to happen, but yeah. So I've been working like after work, two or three nights this week. Yeah, know the feeling there. Well, I hope it pays. That off. usually doesn't happen, so I think that's why that bonus <laughs> is coming. But... I hope they take care of you. Me too. <laughs> So I, I actually might be getting a raise too. Oh, shit. I know. I, I, I briefly mentioned that I've been working on a project over the past couple of weeks, and it's it's with an email processing application that we use. We took on a big client that wants to send us mostly emails. So we'll be processing them and filtering out you know, what, what messages are urgent and need to be dispatched and, and sending those out automatedly mm-hmm. that's that's been a fun little project actually the um 
the application itself is called glock email processor i know sean's familiar with it you've you've done a little bit of work unfortunately (laughs) it's not it's not that bad i think i think the things that you can accomplish with it are really interesting the the ui definitely leaves a few things to be desired there's there's some room for improvement for sure six hundred dollar one-time fee so it's not reasonable but well for for (laughs) enterprise for enterprise that's dirt cheap yeah and especially given the roi i mean i know that this company alone has has definitely gotten far more than than their investment on that um probably like 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 powers more uh on roi especially with this new client and other clients that we plan on taking on using the sort of technique that being said there's nothing that it does that couldn't be done with sheerly your code oh sure for sure um and the only way to script things in this program is either with vb script or um yeah it was it was pretty painful don't tell me the other is action script no no no, worse it's j script (laughs) but there is a third option that i figured out how to use and it is a pascal-like scripting language so hmm. I've been experimenting with that, and it's it's actually really useful. I, I'm glad you gathered to understand it, because uh, anytime I tried scripting in there, even with VB, it was extremely painful. I don't think I got really one to work the way I oh, wanted. Oh, I, I really dislike the VB side of things. I did. I, I ooh, <laughs> ooh. Let's not start that. <laughs> that that was not fun trying to play around with. But the the Pascal like scripting is actually pretty nice. And so so I pulled up my paycheck from today, and I just found out what that raise was for. A quarter. Oh yeah. Yes. I got a quarter. That's great. <laughs> I mean, it pays for my coffee in the morning. I guess. I can be grateful for that. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I mean, at least it's not nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not nothing. And I've I've been talking about this experience at length because it's topical during my phone screening. So there's that. <laughs> oh, that actually reminds me. Um, a, a previous interviewer was actually familiar with the program, and we talked about it a little bit. So that was that was kind of an interesting huh. experience, kind of one of those small world moments. That that makes the third person <laughs> that I've heard of that is familiar with this program. <laughs> yeah, outside of uh, outside of our colleagues in the telephone answering service industry. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. <laughs> the telecom people that I either heard from it, heard of it from, or told about, told told to about it. <laughs> wow, but yeah. I'm making slightly more money and learning new things. It could be worse. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it could, it's just painful knowing what you're worth and not getting that. Um, That, that I think is, is the hardest part. And I'd like to think that, that you're advocating for yourself sufficiently and probably just getting the run of the mill answers. I don't really Um, know what that looks like. Like, how do I advocate for myself? Uh, you really got to let them know that you feel that you deserve more. And these are the reasons why. And especially if you can have some level of financial backing, like that 
these X clients that gain that that get you X amount of billing uh, wouldn't be able to be serviced if it wasn't for my position. I think yeah, I think I can make a case for more than a quarter. <laughs> yeah, let's try that. Like substantially more than yeah. a quarter. Let's. See. I mean, granted, I I worked out to be salaried when I was there, but I mean, you're doing a lot of what I was doing and making substantially less than I was making. Yeah, I'll try to have the talk. I've never actually talked to them about my salary or raises before. Um, the important thing is don't make it personal. Of course, of course. Um, you know, if, if you can keep it on financial terms without being threatening, then I think that that helps a lot. Um, because, it, you know, if it gets to the point of you need to pay me X or I walk, well, I'll probably have to walk. You know yeah, what the exactly. answer will be. No, no, I think, <laughs> I think you, you summed it up pretty nicely. You know, make a case for how much more revenue they're going to make. I mean, this client alone is probably paying my salary or more. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know that if I had to do it for you, that they would be paying a lot more. Oh, for quite. Me to do yes. It. I, I did get a little <laughs> help from, uh, from, from some of our colleagues, but that was like, an hour conference call with one guy and an hour conference call with another guy where we were troubleshooting some other issue that I couldn't figure out. And it turns out that issue wasn't even my fault because according to the people, everything looked to be configured properly. So that problem still hasn't been fixed. Oh, (laughs) well, I hope you get it fixed soon. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I think I might have narrowed down what the issue is, the, at least the reason why they can't troubleshoot it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of Bell Telecom, which which is the nationalized uh, internet service provider in Belarus. Belarus is known to have really heavy-handed internet censorship. Oh, that's an interesting. <laughs> <bug>. <laughs> so. The, at least the, the are we reason about, are we talking about the same bell like oh like no no bell, bell, bell telecom it's okay this sounds super super the same yeah it's definitely definitely not Continue. the same um it's yeah it's a bel so are you talking belarus the country am I, it bell is am i is it pronounced belarus have i been pronouncing it wrong this entire time yeah Bel- belarus. belarus oh sorry apparently none of white, us know what we're talking about white russia bella russia <laughs> Bell, Belarus. Okay, Belarus. I'll I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bell Telecom, Republican Unitary Enterprise. Bell Telecom is the national telecommunications company of Belarus, formerly owned by the government of Belarus and operated by the Ministry of Telecommunications. So that might explain why this company doesn't have access to this utility company or or their um their resources online which prevents them from troubleshooting an issue that we're having with a a rule on their platform that's a fun one i I mean i'm out of answers otherwise (laughs) (laughs) everything looks right um i even duplicated the settings on postman and i i got it to work with postman so uh, clearly I know how to set something up correctly. <laughs> guess, you, guess you're going to have to call up Belarus. Bell Telecom. 
I hope you I speak don't. Russian. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to fly. I think they speak Russian. It would make sense. Some Cyrillic language. Wait, that's an alphabet. That's not a. Oh. It's not a language. Uh, Belarusian, Belarusian is a language. Russian. The official language of Belarus, along with Russian. The more you know. <laughs> so, what do you guys like for non-code stuff to like be able to put on your resume? Non-code stuff. I mean, like, yeah, sure, I can put that, you know, a, a leader in my LARPing community <laughs> or, or whatnot, but I'm not sure how well that flies. I mean, technically, well, I, mean, I am the community no. outreach member of my HEMA group, Salem HEMA. What I is Salem think... HEMA? I'm oh, sorry? What, what is Salem, uh, Salem HEMA? Salem uh, HEMA is a historic European martial arts group. Oh, okay. I think that kind of stuff is great to have. Because <laughs> um, I know for a fact that at my place of employment, we look a lot at personality because we figure a lot of things we could train people on, but we won't want to work with the person if they're a dick or if they're not interesting. <laughs> so, like, things like LARPing or uh, whatever the fuck that other thing you said was, Eric. Historic European martial arts. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's LARPing stuff without the LARP. LARPing without the boff. or the role playing in fact it's literally just like armor and weapons it's great so is a subsidiary of armored combat League? oh no it's it's more general armored combat league okay and they they practice hema okay i've I've got a couple of friends that do armored combat league and it looks intense oh dude it it. is just the most (laughs) fun man like speaking speaking as someone with like really intense adhd and my partner can attest to this um nothing like nothing will make you feel more focused than having a blade coming right at your throat it's it's just it's great (laughs) it's such a wonderful feeling uh that just sounds like like a lot of ow uh, yeah there's there's a fair there's a fair bit of ow you have to think did did i fasten that gorget right (laughs) i don't have the resources to invest in my own armor or armaments right now and it's it's a little heartbreaking but (laughs) but eventually i will be joining my buddy steve in his activities in cambridge i forget the group he's with let me look it up sensei steve he's actually he's he's in montreal right now for a tournament yeah nice hope he's having fun i hope he kicks some ass yeah non non-coding so stuff. chris yeah chris what what do you do chris um, I mean, aside from like being a father <laughs> and yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it at the moment uh, <laughs> uh being a dad and beer, <laughs> those are my two hobbies um I don't know. I've been trying to get into reading. Um, you get you to start brewing. My... Brewing? No, that's... Yeah. I just like to buy the beer and drink it. Um, <laughs> I've been... What am I reading? Dante's Inferno right now? Because I started nice. reading it in high school and then they didn't let us finish it. And I was like, I, re- I really like things with the devil. So I'm going to finish that. So I'm reading that right now. And it's hardcore. 
some good shit in there. Why not brewing? Uh, isn't there like a lot of patience with that? And I don't know. I, I just want to drink. So long as you I'm have even... beer to drink on hand, then the patience isn't like that big of a thing. I'm not even really that into like the craft beer stuff. I don't know why. Like I drink. I mean, you like... can make your own crappy pilsner <laughs> if you want. I suppose. Like I don't know. I used to drink Bush Light a lot in PBR. There's Bud Light. there's some cheap beer that surprises people. Hand good. me like I guess the the only craft beer that I like a lot is that Arrogant Bastard stuff because it's like eight percent and mm-hmm. it's in a Stone big does ass make bottle. A tasty beer. <laughs> they do. Um, but like the hops, I'm not into hops too much. Oh, um, I think we could get you onto some nice darks. Gonna get this man a left hand milk stout. I liked that beer that you made with the fucking trinidad scorpion pepper or whatever yeah my that was pretty blood. good i couldn't finish it because it hurt <laughs> but i like if you, if you want to try a good dark ale i recommend a brown and there are, are a few that are really good but a, a local brown ale that is particularly good is made by mayflower brewing company mm. yeah mayflower's brown is pretty good so you should try it we'll, we'll maybe we'll have a oh, beer yes. tasting episode that'd be cool we can meet up talk code and That's beer great. I like yeah. that, especially since I've been trying to get you two guys out for a beer right. for fucking years now. So let's make this happen. <laughs> it just took a podcast <laughs> to make it happen. I'm trying to think of other hobbies. Oh, I have a scooter. I have a Honda Ruckus that is currently not working because the gas in it's bad. But I guess that's <laughs> oh, my other spoiled? hobby. Like what? What happened? <laughs> well, so I left. I left the bike in the basement over the winter, and then I went to run it, and like it'll. Uh, run you didn't for, like, drain it first. Ooh, yeah, uh, it runs for like a good five minutes, and then it's just like, and if I leave it for a while, it'll do the same thing. Uh, I've like I've taken apart the carburetor and shit on this and cleaned it out, and it's just like, no, nope, I don't want to do the thing that you want to do. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just the gas, so I might just dump it into my car, and because <laughs> the car will eat that gas up like like it's nothing, and then I'll put new gas. I don't in know that I'd be willing to to roll those dice. <laughs> no cars you could put like trash gas in a car and it'll be fine good luck with that one <laughs> i only have a, a shitty <laughs> bucket so what year so bucket are you driving <laughs> 2007 bucket with like a yeah i got an uh someone fucking t-boned me Ouch. like last year and they hit my bumper, and my bumper was just, like, gone. It was held together with duct tape. And uh, I got, like, 900 bucks from the insurance company. <clears throat> so now I have, like, the bumper cover, but no pieces under the bumper. So it just, like, flops around. <laughs> as long as it's road legal. <laughs> it's legal, but... <laughs> there's there's no protection <laughs> in, that, in that bumper now. So I'm not... I'm really not too worried about this car. And, and everybody who sees you driving down the street says, that guy's got to be from New Hampshire. Yeah. It's not even painted. It's just like, it's got the primer on it. It doesn't match the car at all. That's beautiful. <laughs> all right. And homeownership. Oh, yes. That's a hobby in itself. That is. Fixing all the uh, stupid I, shit that happens. I actually have a couple things that are hobbies that I post pretty publicly. I've got them... Um, listed on my LinkedIn profile, and um, I include them in my resume description. Uh, one is that I'm a gamer, which 
I, I spend a lot of time doing, maybe a little too much time doing, but that could work in my favor. Um, I recently had an application submitted for a gaming company, so that that could work out. That could be a thing. They'll, they'll still well, want you okay, to code more than sure. But, you know, it's it's nice that I'm passionate about gaming if a gaming company had a relevant opening for me. And the other thing, it's like it's still kind of coding, but it's not like actually coding is I'm a member of a forum. Uh, I, le- I leave that on my LinkedIn profile because it's, it's something, you know, something to pat it out. That mm-hmm. is the fun, fun forum, which is put together by fun, fun function MPJ's channel. I mentioned him previously. I don't know. It's something. <laughs> but there, then there's. The, oh, yeah, the that's you. Yeah, I'm a musician. <laughs> yeah i've been doing less of that these days Maybe. remember um, all those advertisements for like being a game tester oh god yeah they used to like you'd see them at like the game stuff and shit and it'd be like oh that sounds like the best fucking job ever weren't it turns yeah, out weren't it's like the shittiest job. jobs where you like worked in terrible conditions doing things that weren't fun and it paid like the pay was shit yeah. if i remember correctly Yep. I see pretty much any job that's advertised like that kind of works out to be a shit job. If if it wasn't, then they wouldn't have to advertise. I think if your option is test shitty games and get paid shit for it or like not eat, I, I think we have an obvious winner here. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Most any job is better yeah. than not eating. Right. Um, I've, I've worked Burger King. It was a good substitute. I'm lucky to never have worked in fast food. That was fucking awful. But I did work in <laughs> the kitchen. Not fast food. I scooped ice cream. <laughs> oh, I forgot about I that. Did. Yeah, you worked at Friendly's, didn't you? Uh, oh, I also, I... Um... <laughs> Your Friendly's is now closed. Yeah, a bunch of them just closed down. Yeah, here, right? And I'm like, what the hell? I just went there like two weeks ago. It was awful. <laughs> I worked at a, uh, an Italian place, too. Yeah, that place is also closed. But you know what? What restaurant I worked for that didn't close? The pizza place where I delivered pizza. They're still around. <laughs> it was TJ's was it Deli John's? in Nashua, New Hampshire. Oh shit! I know that place. Not not bad for affordable <laughs> pizza. I don't know if they're still doing the five dollar yeah. small pizza deal, but like that's that's solid, man. Give me pizza for five bucks, you got a deal. Isn't that also Little Caesars? Yeah, Little Caesars is crap. Is that the pizza? Yeah, well, they got it hot and fresh. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hot, hot and ready, ready because of... Fucking thing is. Yeah, you, can't, you can't call it fresh. <laughs> it's certainly hot and ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably steaming, too. <laughs> I mean, it certainly sounds enticing. All, all I've got going on these days that's not and code LARPing. and more code. And more code is LARPing, <laughs> but at, at least like I think I can now uh, square it where, where it will look good on a resume. Uh, in that I'm currently the treasurer for our board of directors. That sounds impressive. That's legit. Yeah, I'm impressed. It sounds impressive. It's it is a legit treasurer position. Just instead of like you know millions of dollars, I handle single thousands of dollars. But it's something. <laughs> is that like a family thing you can do, like with your kid, or do you go off? Does your the family LARPing? let you go off and do the, the LARPing? Oh no, that's like definitely a, a family thing. 
my wife actually got into it before I did. She dragged me in kicking <laughs> and screaming. And uh, our kiddo, he he comes. He likes to play on the playground where we're doing stuff. Occasionally, he'll wear his garb, um, and he likes he does like the fighting. He likes it when when you can participate in the fighting. But being seven years old, um, it's seldom that I'll actually let him do it. Really depends on on who's fighting with us. <laughs> if it's somebody I can trust to to not wail on my kid, are there people that you can trust to wail on your kid? Oh yeah, there are a lot of people I can trust to wear well on my kid, and most of them very much enjoy it. But uh, we like we've got a big <laughs> event going on next weekend, uh, and he's going to be coming with us for the first time, spending the whole weekend with us. It's a Friday through Monday morning event, uh, and uh, hopefully it'll I hope be a you good guys time. have fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. He, he has a number of friends there now, a um, bunch of kids around his age, anywhere between like five and 11 uh, and one like two-year-old that he really enjoys so there'll be there'll be lots for him to do and then in the meantime you know we'll probably arrange we usually arrange like a kid's dungeon crawl yeah so we'll do a kid's run through there that that i'll try and get him to take part in and you know maybe some kids sparring and stuff otherwise Mm -hmm. uh he'll probably be doing a lot of coloring (laughs) and playing his tablet (laughs) but overall a good time but it sucks up so much of my day to I can't say day to day, but it sucks up so much of my week now between having two park days, being an officer in one of them and being a BOD member. But you're getting outside, uh, there's, there's you're getting some cardio. It's good. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, my Fitbit, like I, the charger disappeared on me, so I can't track it as well as I used to. But it was definitely my weekly exercise getting out there running around for like four hours. <laughs> with 20 somethings teenagers <laughs> i miss my pebble oh yeah i love that that was awesome did did the ecosystem completely die finally yeah well they have like a, a thing called rebel mm-hmm. which is like a lot of like software people fucking copied the pebble software as like <laughs> as best as they could um but currently mine is in like a box somewhere in the basement and I haven't bothered to plug it in or anything. <laughs> but you could theoretically and keep it running. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't even know what steps to take to get it to work again, but I, I'm pretty sure if I were to plug it in, it would just be like, nope, I'm done. <clears throat> Sorry, Fitbit bought me. <laughs> it did almost nothing with it. I mean, I've yeah, heard that their, super that their new smartwatch is, is halfway decent. Um, I still would have rather that it was like Wear OS or something. Uh, but at least they have a smartwatch now, and I'm just not sure how much they actually took from the Pebble team. Yeah, I just liked the paper display. Because it's like, it used up no battery. Yeah, that I, like, I never had to plug a, that on a watch in. I just get cardio in the kitchen. <laughs> no, like like, like I do I do calisthenics. <laughs> Push ups, uh planking with climbers. That that's a great way to start your day. Oh yeah. So you know planking like when you're planking climbers? uh climbers are when you bring your knee up to your chest while you're while you continue planking. Do that for like a minute straight, uh, you will feel it. How how are you planking if you're Yeah, so you've got your, your weight supported by chest. your elbows and your feet 
and then you shift some weight to like say your right feet and then you bring your left feet up and you drag it up while you're still planking um, hmm. okay i don't do any of that i wanted to start running at like 5 30 ish in the morning because it's like the best time to do that because like the rest of my day is super busy but like i just can't get myself to wake up that early i've got a weird relationship with running because most of the time i fucking hate it but every once in a while i feel like running and it's great especially if i'm like really stressed out like a nice run is just sometimes really nice all right so i pulled up the the rebel website and i'm wondering if it may have died it, it might have <clears throat> All right. Okay. No, I misread it. I thought it was an invalid certificate, but it looks like they'd never put a certificate on it. It's just yeah. It looks like it's still it's still a thing. July first, twenty eighteen. From what I remember, like you have to flash the Pebble Watch with the new software for it to work right. The store hasn't had an update on GitHub since last August. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty slow running because it's like all volunteer work, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, and it the... looks like they're charging money, like three bucks a month or something for it to work. That's strange. But... I'll post it in the show notes in case anybody's curious. Oh, maybe I'll try to plug in my watch. <laughs> At least give you a nice little side project to handle, to work on. I won't have time for it. I say that I'm. I might plug it in. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fellas, shall we yeah, call it there? I guess so. What do we have for time? We're at an hour. Yeah. All right. That's episode three done. Hopefully, it'll go out within a couple days. Maybe did it'll the, get did more the last than episode. Listens. Finally, get more than thirteen listens. Fingers crossed still damn no it got oh, 13 wow. listens no that's true but 13 I, people listened to us we, just, we had that's, we had that's more than more listens than to me in my first house. episode and, and yeah i just got that <laughs> no so i just i put a lot of work into editing it and i was like oh man it's gonna sound great we're gonna pick up we're gonna gain momentum i think as long as we don't lose more momentum i'll be happy <laughs> You know what? It's worth it oh, just to shucks. talk to the two of you every other week and bust oh, Eris' chops. I gotta chops. work on them. May as well bust them in the process. That's so cute. <laughs> All right, folks. I will Good see night, you gentlemen. See you.